0: Hello, hello everybody and welcome to our podcast. This is a fun and engaging podcast for ones who need a break from the stress of the day. We invite and welcome all positive people to tune in. We will touch on a variety of topics that are unscripted and always from the heart. You will never know what we are going to discuss because it will change from day to day. But trust that it will be informative, motivational, food for thought, what you need, or just plain out fun. We are a laid back podcast that has no judgment. We just simply share our viewpoint on topics. And yes, at times we will discuss the hard topics. You do not have to agree with us, but we will keep it clean. So we want to officially welcome you to Hello Hello Everybody podcast, the number one podcast for all positive people. Check you out later. And make sure to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook and subscribe to us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. Stop overthinking planning. It's already mapped out for you with Tina from Homeschooling and Oils. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, all of my amazing homeschoolers. And for those of you who do not know me, my name is Tina Jacobs Ramsey and I am from Homeschooling in Oils. And today we're gonna be talking about planning. Yes, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Planning can be something that can really throw your whole homeschool experience topsy-turvy. Because sometimes, well, basically most of the time, we just overthink it. We overthink it. We feel like it's not good enough once we already map the plan out and we go by looking at what other people do and then we try to do it in our homeschool. And that might not necessarily work for you and your family. So we're going to talk about three different things. And yes, I have my notes so I can stay on task. So the three different ways we're going to talk about how you can plan based on your individualized budget. The number first thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about plan based on your budget, when you can't afford the traditional curriculum that's out there, that the high-end, high-ticket name brand stuff like Sastens, um Bob Jones, and the list goes on and on and on. What can you do if you want to homeschool or you're currently homeschooling and your finances going to dictate what you are able to buy versus what you will like to have and sometimes those two things does not fall in the same place so we're going to talk a little bit about how you as an individual can plan um your homeschooling experience regardless of where your budget fall and you can have a successful journey regardless Number two, we're going to talk about traditional planning. That is not going to be very extensive because it's pretty much already laid out for you. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And lastly, we're going to talk about what if you don't want to do traditional planning with your homeschooling? What if you don't want, you know, your budget, it, does, it doesn't It does really matter. You can buy it if you want to buy um, traditional curriculum, or you can't. Or you find that what's out there is just not working for you and your family. What should you do then? So we're gonna talk about how you can totally level up and be creative and make your own unique plan customized for your family. And in all cases, it's a win-win situation. So let's jump right on in to point number one. Planning on a budget, curriculum and planning. Let's talk about point number one, which is a plan or planning based on your budget when you can't afford traditional curriculum. First of all, I want to let you know that it's okay. You should not feel less than up because you cannot afford the high-end ticket curriculum. You should not feel that just because you can't afford the name brand stuff that you should not be homeschooling because that is not the case. How can I talk to you so confidently? How do I know? It's because when I first started out, I could not afford the box curriculum having just one income. I was personally having different health issues. So a lot of our uh, income went towards me going to and from the doctor, along with just taking care of the natural necessities of life along with our children. And then I also have a child that has learning differences. And if you know anything about learning differences, that by itself incurs an additional uh, fees and costs because you need to get have stuff on hand to be able to help your unique learner be able to have success. So with all that being said, what can you do if you notice that your budget is not looking the way you want it to look? You can't afford it no matter how you turn things around you have more than one child which makes it more difficult because you don't want to buy the name brand for one child and don't buy the name brand for the other so that's a little emotional so what can you do first of all take a deep breath And you can utilize your library if you have one local. Some places do, some places don't. If you do, the library will be your best friend. So go in there. They usually have different books and curriculum that you can actually use inside the public library in some areas. If you're living in an area that don't have that, that's fine. That's cool. You have resources like regular books. So, for example, what if you don't have a spelling curriculum per se? You cannot go out and buy the high-end name brand spelling curriculum that's on the market. You watch the Pinterest uh, post, you watch the YouTube, you watch things on Facebook, and they talk about all this amazingness. And then at the end of the video, they have a link. For you to go buy it, but then you look at the price when you click and you're like, oh no, I can't do it. That's okay. That's okay. Calm down. I'm going to show you how inexpensively you can have what you want to have and don't have to pay but a fraction of the cost. Do you have one of these? What is this? This is a dictionary. Okay. Guess what this dictionary is? This is your spelling curriculum. <gasps> yes. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, you have one in your home. If you don't, you can Google free dictionary. You can look it up and you can have that at your disposable, disposal. You can also go print it out. They also have free printables for various different things dealing with spelling. And you can Google like what words do a fourth grader need to know? That can be your spelling list. But if you like to have a book per se, a dictionary will become your best friend. Over here because we have some multiple learning differences, I prefer getting dictionaries that not only have words, but also have pictures because it's very visual. Audio learner and it, I noticed that my children benefit more when they have both versus just one and we tend to um, gravitate more towards larger print um, information versus smaller print especially when you have dyslexia And so this is your spelling curriculum now this book only cost me $8 $8 cuz I bought it on sale And just think about it. This is something that you can use regardless of the grade level because this dictionary is gonna cover all grade levels. So you don't have to worry about, well, I have a middle schooler, I have an elementary school, I have a preschooler, I have, it doesn't matter. This is gonna cross every age bracket, a dictionary. And then if you notice when you wanna do SATs, just Google it. Google will be your best friend. This is an inexpensive way that you can teach spelling. What about science? You cannot go out there and you can't afford to buy Bob Jones science curriculum or real um, science for life. You can't afford all that, right? Do you have a science encyclopedia? You can buy one of these, which is inexpensive. You can buy used, which I encourage. You can also go and get regular, like if you have like newspapers and different things that talks about science, magazines, stuff of that nature. Guess what? That's your science curriculum. You can also go to Dollar Tree and they have All kinds of different things that you can do in the science world. I also love flashcards as well. So this is a nice, inexpensive way that you can cover all the subjects and you don't have to worry about price points. Now, we was talking about all that different stuff dealing with price point, right? So how does that equate when you need to plan? So we know we can use this and we can use this for science. We can use this for spelling. But how do you map it out and make a plan? Guess what? It's already done for you. It's already done for you. In every book known to man, it has what in the beginning of the book? It has a table of contents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? That is actually your planner because in that, it will share with you everything that's inside of that particular book or magazine that you're gonna be covering or what would be covered if you go through the entire book or magazine. In essence, that is your lesson plan without you having to plan it out. The cool thing is you can pick and choose how you want to arrange it because there's no set rule. You don't have to go in alphabetical order if you don't want to. You can start from the back and work your way to the front. You can just take little segments. The fun thing about homeschooling is that you rule the curriculum. It doesn't rule you. And you can pick and choose how you want to map it out. But the cool thing is you don't have to figure it out because the table of contents has already done it for you. And we're going to take it a little step farther. What if the table of contents is really not doing it for you? You're like, well, I need some more information because I want to specifically teach a certain topic or a certain thing, right? Guess what you can look at? In the back of the book, every in the back of every book, what do they have? It they have an index. The index will be your best friend because in it 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 has everything that you want to know including the page number exactly where that particular topic or subject and you can plan and write down in just a one subject notebook. What you plan to do with the page numbers and go over it like that. That is your lesson plan. Like look, in this particular dictionary, it has geography in the back of the book. It has more geography, different things than with our environmental, the earth. This is science. Then we have some geography with the world maps, the states. It has a little bit of everything. So... Spelling, science, history, all that is inside this one dictionary. Use your table of contents and also your index in order to map out and plan out how you want to customize your homeschooling experience based on your budget. And it is a great experience because while while you're doing that, you'll notice that you're more um, ingrained, enriched into what you're teaching because you had to meticulously plan out and pick and basically customize it for your experience based around your family circumstances. My children personally loved when I did this and we got a whole lot out of our homeschooling experience, even though, and they learned quite a bit, a whole lot, even though it was not considered traditional. So the next time you think about, oh my goodness, I want to homeschool. But I can't homeschool because my budget. I can't afford what they're talking about on YouTube. And if I don't have that, my children won't be able to succeed. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. You just need to think a little bit outside the box. You already have various different things already in your home right now. What you don't have, then nine times out of ten, they have at the public library. So use it find the subject, the topics, is making sure that you follow the laws within your particular state and then you customize the information based on it, use the table of contents and your index in order to be your makeshift lesson plan without you having to figure it out because guess what? It has all been mapped out for you. (laughs) So no more stressing if you cannot afford traditional curriculum. So with all of that, I hope you enjoyed our first part. We are getting ready to go. Have a great, amazing rest of your day. Bye. Traditional curriculum and planning. hello everybody and we are back now we're going to talk about part two of how you can lesson plan and how all of this is mapped out for you already regardless of your budget regardless of your circumstance you got this okay so we are going to talk a little bit about number two which is traditional planning i'm here to tell you that traditional planning it's just basically buying a box curriculum, buying something that has already been prepared in all the various subjects. So for all my Bob Jones people Abeka, Sunlight, and the list goes on and on, you already know that you can actually go to certain um, companies and certain companies, and those are not all of them, it's a whole long list, and I'm not gonna go through all of those lists, but if you watch youtube enough facebook instagram you have seen all these different box curriculums at some point especially if you're on pinterest so basically a box curriculum which i like to call traditional curriculum because traditionally is something that is created or put together in such a way based on your child's grade level and abilities but mostly grade level um and it's already mapped out. They make sure they have the lesson plans already done for you. They have the every subject that you need to be the teacher, children, legally with all the different subjects. They usually have science, history, math, le- literature, or language arts. They have spelling based on whatever grade level your child is at. And also make sure to check based on your state. Uh, what your state says that you have to teach based on the grade level so basically you pick what you want to do sometimes they let you put different subjects or add different subjects that's not included in the packet inside you pay that one lump sum price and they send it all to you in this big huge box and then you just go from there. You do not have to worry about lesson planning. You do not have to worry about going out, trying to outsource and find books. You do not have to worry about, is it grade level? You don't have to worry about what I have to do because basically everything is inside the box And you just go and follow the directions that's outlined inside of the curriculum. Traditional curriculum, box curriculum, the same thing. You, as the homeschooling educator, you will not have to worry about planning because they have all that in the box for you. The only problem, in my personal opinion, with box curriculum is that there's no wiggle room for creativity if you're following it step by step by step um and if you have a child with learning differences sometimes you may find some of the information may be a little overwhelming because it's not customized to your particular child and their needs it is something that is made for the masses and then you just take it and then you just use it but if you are a parent who lacks planning Um, It really overwhelms you and you have the funds to buy it. This is very helpful for ones who work and also homeschool and they they child maybe don't have multiple learning differences and they like to have all those workbooks and different stuff like that then it is something that's beneficial especially if you don't have to worry about price point it eases your stress for the simple fact that you know that you know that you know you have everything inside the box it's already mapped out already been approved all that good stuff right um the downside is I personally know from experience, along with speaking with many other homeschoolers, being a homeschooling consultant, to be truthfully honest, most people buy this curriculum and do not make it through the whole box. (laughs) So you know I'm going to keep it real with you. So some do, a very small portion do go from point A to point Z and complete everything in the box. But that's very slim most people they get it and they realize oh this this is not working or they get it and then they just get bored or they need to outsource they realize that it's lacking something that their child need on an individual basis to help stimulate education for them to keep them excited about learning they get caught up in the routine so but it does work good for ones who work because it keeps everyone on a a better schedule. You already have it mapped out. You don't have to go out and look for anything. But price point wise, not so much because it can get very, very pricey. It can fall between the range of $300 to $1,200 per child based on what you need based on what your state requires that you have to teach and based on what your child individually needs on their learning level so it can vary from state to state it can vary from price point based on what you have to teach so do your due diligence i always encourage if you do buy box curriculum see can you buy it used, or see can you buy um curriculum that is discounted wait to a certain time of the season when they're outsourcing their old inventory for one year and it's switching over to another school year that is an excellent time to buy any curriculum because they are trying to get rid of old inventory and it's not anything wrong with it they just want to outsource so they can get prepared for the next upcoming school year and you can totally benefit from buying during the off season versus on season. I tell anyone, do not wait to June, July, August to start buying your curriculum because nine times out of 10, the price point is gonna be a little more or excessively more during the peak season versus the down season. This is a time right now during um, March, April, September, not September, March, April, May to start buying because school is going to start closing. They're going to need, they want to get everything ready for the upcoming school year. And this is the time where you can totally um, get more bang for your buck. And it's a lot of parents who are selling their curriculum that is getting ready to go into a new school year and they want to recoup some of the money that they spent and they kept their materials in a good, good condition. So, it's not really much I can say about traditional planning other than oh, shop, click, 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 buy, open, follow directions, and use it. It's already mapped out completely for you. That is it. It's traditional. Next, we're going to come back for our last part of planning. We're going to talk about what happens if you can't do the two things that I previously talked previously talked about. You have to get creative. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our last part. So I'll talk to you later. Bye. Creativity, curriculum, and planning. My favorite topic. Hello everybody and now we're going to talk about part three of how you can stop overthinking planning It's already laid out for you and we already talked about the first two of the three different ways in which you can totally plan your homeschool around your budget around your life around your learner and number three what is number three three is it's time for you to level up and get creative, <laughs> all right. So what is all this leveling up in creativity? Say for example, money is not the issue for you. You can buy the box curriculum and you have bought it and your child used it and it's not a good experience. Say for example, you already, uh, you can't afford it for the box curriculum, but you was able to use the resources and different stuff available to you. So you're using non-traditional curriculum like a dictionary encyclopedias magazines things of that nature but it's working but it's not working as good as you think so what should you do when you really need to do something different very different I love this topic because I live this topic and I had to learn how to do this for myself, for my family, for my children, because budget was a big issue. And lastly, my children just have to learn from a different way and I had to figure it out. So I'm going to share some tips with you on how I did it and how I had to get deep, dig deep in within myself to find that creativity for my children and realizing that our whole life is a curriculum. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Living life is a curriculum. Reading, watching movies, having open dialogue, classical conversations, all of that is curriculum. But how do you plan that? We know we can learn from live. We know that we can learn from watching videos. We know that we can learn from even going in the grocery store, making a shopping experience. We know that we can learn from any and everything in life, from our experiences, from just going around, just living day-to-day life. But how do you equate that into a lesson plan? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, depending on where where you live, we have laws and regulations. So how do you map that out in such a way that falls into your subjects And it makes sense for someone who don't understand your homeschooling experience to make it plain, make it in black and white so that they will know what is going on. All right. Let's look at this. What are these? I know you see these. They come in the mail. They are coupons. Yeah. Okay. This comes free in the mail. All these different coupons, right? These are different ones that I got. Did you realize that all... Oh, oh, I love these. Which is just a, go, a grocery store. Newspaper. Did you know that all of these are curriculum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, all of this is curriculum. All of this is your lesson plan. But you have to get a little creative on how you master it. And how you create a lesson plan around non-traditional things that fall in traditional subjects. Let me say that again. You have to learn how to master how to add non-traditional things into traditional subjects. So how do you do this? Let's look at this for example. Which is a grocery store sales paper? The journal. Know? That this could actually be fall in more than one topic. It's a it, we already know it's a no brainer. This is math, right? Because we're talking about math. We the child need the budget. Your child need to do a process of elimination. I like to have fake money and um, when they was younger and map out different stuff for them to do. I would turn their bedroom into a little apartment and I would be the landlord and they have to pay pay me based on their little fake jobs <laughs> or whatever like that. So this is going to get you in all the various instances of math. You're going to be doing conversions. You're going to be doing fractions. You can be doing at your basic math add and subtract multiplication and division. You are also going to be doing problem solving. This can opt actually falls into life skills as well, which is a subject for school. Another thing that this can fall into based on the locality of that particular sales paper, it tells you where all these different deals uh, are relevant. You just can't go into any store, expecting to, get, even though it's an IGA, and expect to get the same price if it's not listed on the back of this paper. Hence, geography. You can have your child look up every one of these areas and give you the demographic, how many people live there, all different stuff and have different reports dealing with geography and what is the history of those particular areas. Hence, this could be history, geography, and math, all from a sales paper. But how do you write that down? If you know that you are doing math, right, and you know that your child in fourth grade has to learn how to do division. Or let's just say multiplication. You can give your child write down some questions, or tell your child, "Hey, I'm giving you certain amount of money, and I need you, based on your money, to budget to get as many things in this um category, which is uh hygiene. I need you to buy stuff for food. I need you to buy nice um, necessities where they're necessities, but you don't eat them, like toilet tissue." fabric softener, all that different type of stuff, right? And that actually falls into basic math. So if you know that you have to go over, your child need to learn how to do um, addition, but they need to add multiple three-digit numbers to the hundreds place. You give them math problems and tell them to buy so much stuff. And then you put, today my child learned for your lesson plan, you write this down. The, we was working on um, addition facts with three places for the hundreds place. We also worked on three we also worked on multiplication, um, single multiplication and double digit multiplication. Three digit multiplication. Um, you can do that. Say for example, you're focusing more on the pounds and stuff and ounces. You can say, oh, today that is ge- uh, geometry. Because you're working with um, the ounces and different stuff like that and you are doing conversion math. So that's how it falls in. You just need to sit back and think a little bit about exactly where, what, what the particular article or what the particular sales paper is talking about. Then you map it out in your head, get creative and think, what exactly facet of math or history or science that I am currently teaching my child if I had a book in front of me right now. And this is hitting all the basic basic skills for your math. And in the back, if you decide to use the places in which you can actually go use these deals at, that is falling in geography. And based on how in-depth you want to get it, you can do geographical, get a map, map that out, and have your child identify the different cities or localities side that particular map, which is um, mapping. You can also take it a step further. Have your child look up the history of each individual place, write something on it, or watch a video talking about it. And they can give you an oral or written presentation based on what they have learned. You can write that down. That will go under essay writing that will go under reports that that will fall up on the language arts you can also look up different things that happen in the area and customize um spelling words based on that area and if you live close by field trip you can go to that particular place and have your children see the place in which they wrote about or we talked about or we saw on video those are different things that you can do and based on your child and grade level and all that good stuff you can totally map out what your child is doing this language arts essay writing Geography with mapping, um, writing a, a essay or a book report on the on the different areas. It's so many different ways that this one little paper have crossed over to three different topics, and you did not have to pay a dime. You didn't even have to go to the store because the mailman brought it to you. And if you want to get really really deep into it, you can take these um, the food. So say, for example, you want to do botany, right? But you don't have a botany book. You can go in here and you can look at all the fruits and vegetables and have your child look them up, find out what the name of it is, where did it come from, where's this fruit or vegetable indigenous to. You can actually map it out, have them draw it out, map it out. You can have them write a little report about when was the first time that an onion was an onion indigenous in the united states or did it come from another country and if it did who brought it to the states it's so many different things that you can do with this sales paper in various topics and you just have to be creative to sit down and say okay where do this fall at in that particular subject find out what you want to teach how you want to do it based on your state laws and regulations. And then all you have to do is just get creative and map it out and write the lesson plan. Make it plain. Don't have to make it real all grandiose. Make it very basic and then add in your details and go from there. It will be an amazing experience. I love, 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 love that. My children, yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes forethought and planning, but we're talking about planning, right? But you will notice that you will be more into it because you personally mapped it out and you will notice that your children will get more out of it because as you are planning this out with whatever you decide to use, whether it's a magazine, whether it's a sales paper, whether it's a book, whether it's a movie, whether it's um, music, you know your child better than anyone else. And so being that you know your child better than anyone else, while you are doing this planning, you are totally syncing and synchronizing your child's learning experience because you know them better than anyone else. So you know what's going to appeal to your child or not. And you will know. Notice how this, even though it takes more time and effort and creativity, works out better than anything that you could buy. (laughs) In the end, it's cheaper. (laughs) you determine what you want to add on, what you want to take off based on what your child's supposed to learn at that particular point. So that is it, you guys. We have had an amazing time today. I hope that I was able to share some tips and stuff or make you even think a little bit different in regards to planning because I know as well as you know that we just go way overboard when it comes to planning. We just overthink it, overdo it and make ourselves very stressed on something that we should not be stressing over. We have enough things to stress over. This should not be one of them when everything is mapped out for you already. You just have to know how to use it, adapt it, and apply it to your individual, amazing, unique homeschool experience. Yes, you can glean inspiration. Yes, you can glean tips. Yes, you can learn Kinetic Spelling for Active Learners on sale now on Amazon. Stop overthinking planning. It's already mapped out for you. I really enjoyed our discussion today and happy homeschooling planning.